www.ghanaspeaks.com. Yo, yo, it's the Life is Dope Podcast. I'm your man, Graffiti. What's good, y'all? It's Davey. How you feeling, bro? Man, I feel great. Another podcast day. Revitalized. I'm feeling revitalized, rejuvenated. Revamped. You had your uh, your health water and shit like that. Oh, yeah. Shout out to H2O. Shout out to H2O, man. What's going on in the world? Man, I'm really confused about the song that Bow Wow put out. Like, basically saying, hey, what, you know, Chris Brown, we, you know, I came to your show. You know, we don't talk anymore. To be honest, that shit weird, bro. It's a little weird. Is it okay for a man to write a song about how he misses another man? <laughs> I mean, if we, <laughs> you can chime in, bro, don't you? I mean, because I, I get they was homies, but he wrote the whole song about how he wants to be friends again. Uh, if I recall, though, Chris Brown doesn't even recall this alleged beef. Right. Oh, yeah. this is Sax, by the way, people. Iman S. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, sir. Sax, because you might see me there. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, I think that's weird within itself. Yeah, I mean... That's so odd, you made bro. up this thing just to have content for a song? That's crazy. You know, and then I, it's a song that not too many people even know is out. So everybody's like, on Chris Brown's side, no matter what he does. So why would you right. pick at that? How you feel if you hear that, though? Like, what you mean, bro? Like, do I call you? Like, what the fuck? You know, I'm thinking, like, I at this point, like, Bow Wow must be a He must be in on it. Like, he must be in on... All of this stuff that we roast him for, like at this point, he must just be doing it on that's purpose. His, that's his shit now. Like he's trying to stay it, relevant by those weird shit. I can't see him being this oblivious to his own. Like he wants to get roasted. Just he, stay yeah. relevant. Well, even the brat says he does it just to get you know people's attention. But the thing is, with that, you got to put out content to match that. Right. Mm. I don't so think I'm people saying. would care if he was putting out you know records, but he's just. Doing dumb just shit. doing dumb shit. So you're just being head ass with no with no music. I mean, but even in this new wave, though, is Bow Wow going to be able to maintain if he does put out content? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You think so? Fuck yeah, because people don't even care anymore. They just it's it's whatever satisfies you right now. And yeah. I guarantee, if he comes out with a smash, even that little record I heard on um, Growing Up Hip Hop, if he puts that out with a nice visual, yeah, people are gonna forget all the shit he did. That's real. Man. Or even if they won't forget, they won't really care. Right, 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 right. <clears throat> Which brings up another question: Like, is music even bad anymore? Like, because I think at this point, people will listen to music, and then if the song is bad, they're just not going to listen again. Or if it's good, they're going to listen again. I mean, but, it's all subjective, though. Like, I think I mean, every I think everything gets listened to at least once. I mean, you know what the thing is now though is how quick you can produce music and distribute it to the world. That's that's the thing. Like, niggas make a song right now. And you'll hear it in five minutes on all kind of platforms. So they're not really putting... I won't say they're not putting the effort into it because people are. But we just consuming shit fresh out the pot. And then it's on to the next one. So I don't know if you say it's bad. So is there just... So is it so oversaturated with music that we don't know whether it's good or not? Because people just keep putting songs out. No. Uh, from an artist standpoint, it's just like... Uh, I, I think it's like clothing. Mm. You know what you like, you know what you like, I know what I like. Right. It's just, uh, you know, like, who's gone? That's Pork Chop. Shout out Pork Chop. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like, you know, you like what you like. People are going to get it or right. they're not going to get it. Right. And the people who know what they like, they're going to just, you know, fish for it. Right, right, right. 
So we're in the era of because anyone can make content and put it out easily without streaming it through a record label that it's not necessarily whether it's good or bad, but you could just find your audience. Yeah, because like look at a uh, Gen X and shit. Like you know they got like I like in my video that I just put out. Shout out Big Dog. Shout out DJ Shadow. In that video, I got on the what video? What song is that? It's called Big Dog. Okay, I'm Big Dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out that nigga. Shout so, out somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But uh, I got on a uh, Trouble Andrew jacket. You know, mm. those go for like three racks. Mm. But you can go to Gen X and get the shirt for twelve dollars. Right. Because they just loop. Like it's just the same thing. You can go and get your Ti's and your Lil Wayne's or whoever's dope to you, or you can go listen to the whatever bullshit. And right. It's 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 preference. Preference. Right. Steroid use ruining professional sports. Steroid. Look what it's done to our baseball players. Roger Clemens, my man, he can throw a ball 380 miles an hour. Steroids. After 20 years, that's a bad motherfucker. I think there should be a whole new league where you can have all the steroids you want. Who cares if you grow another foot? You got three fucking feet? Run, motherfucker. I spent $700 for a basketball game. I don't see a motherfucker fly. Let them all have steroids. Boxing. I want to see somebody knock that motherfucker's head off. I want to see a hockey player eat the fucking puck. I'm going to tell you who needs some steroids. The soccer player. Three fucking hours. The score is one to one. Give him some steroids. I want to see the score 115 to, to 150. I'll pay to see some shit like that. But you need steroids. I'm going to get me some fucking steroids. I want to be able to bang, bang, bang a girl for about two years. Knock a motherfucker out. Boom, 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 boom. And give them to the people going over there in that rack. Give them some steroids. That should have been over. They had steroids. Let's go home. We done killed everybody. Come on. Get your- 911. What's your emergency? Yeah, somebody's just broke into my house. Okay, we'll get a unit over shortly. Okay, please hurry. Real quick, can you verify your race for us? I'm black. Actually, no, I'm. I'm sorry, I'm white. I'm. I'm full white. Okay, can you answer a few questions just to confirm? Okay. Okay, how do you feel about Black Lives Matter? All lives matter. Nice. Did OJ do it? F- yeah, he did it. Okay, who's the best boxer in the United States? Jake Paul. King of R&B. Justin Bieber. Okay, last question. Say ask. X. Oh, fuck. No, hey. That's the word. I think right now, though, it's just that, not to keep using the oversaturated word, but people don't give enough time to digest music no more because so much shit comes out just in general. You get on some new shit and it's hot for a couple days, but the next new shit is out tomorrow. So niggas can't really delve into an album. Like, I was listening to, what was that, J-Rock shit a couple days ago. And I forgot how hard it was because, like, that moment just came and went. Because right after that, it was so much other shit. But again, that's listener's preference. Yeah. I'm still listening to Life of Pablo. Mm. Yeah. yeah, You know what I'm saying? So it's just what you choose to adapt your attention to because and that's like another problem like I can't be mad at somebody because he's like like if I tell him uh, have you heard such and such record and they're like oh I didn't even know you had a record out like I can't be mad because their attention's not right. detailed to only what you're doing there's a million records out right. if, if you didn't catch that wave yeah, speaking of Kanye so you've had a chance to style Kanye you even have a song called the old Kanye album so- or the album called The Old Kanye. Yeah. So, so what is Kanye West? How has he been an influence for you? Um, just uh, me personally, it's just been a, a thing of individuality. You know what I'm saying? Because I come from Park Hill where it's not always okay to be uh, 
I wouldn't even say individual, but just, you know, people have a cookie-cutter image of what it is. Right. And it ain't always like that. I just, I love to preach individuality. So the fact that he uh, expressed certain things that I went through in my life personally, and then the fact that I got to meet him and actually talk to him, it just made everything that I was saying, like, really real. Mm, so so it was it was more than just like a me being a fan it was somebody I met and admired and it just turned into a I mean I don't have a relationship obviously but just the fact that I bonded for that you know couple hours it just it meant a lot so mm, word, word. hold up before we get too deep into okay, the okay, story, okay. man we got to give them the proper introduction let's do it in the building man yeah yeah I was right man I just know that there's a lot <laughs> Yeah, man. We, there's, a, there's a lot to uncover with this one. We, so. we got my man Iman Sachs in the building. Let's make some noise. Hey. So for the, people, for, for the people that don't know, go ahead and just summarize who you are, what you do. All right. Well, uh, my name is Iman S. Sachs, because you might see me there. I started out in Park Hill, uh, co-owner of No Halftime, full owner of Popular Loser Crew. Shout out everybody, Wax, Park, uh, Park Hill Wax. My nigga Porky Loco, you already know him as Porkchop, Daisy, Lil Less. I mean, the list goes on, but uh, I started out as a stylist. Work. I had an artist, a couple artists, that they made some street decisions, led them in jail. So I kind of picked up the mic, put down my styling uh, hat, picked up the MC hat, and now y'all have this problem. Work, 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 work. So what made you just be like, all right, maybe I should just stick with this rap shit? Because, I mean, a lot of people get, you know, they have their story as to why they start rapping, but then after a while, it's yeah. like, all right. Well, sometimes, yeah, it'll, like, open up doors and opportunities for it, for different things, but it seems like you have, like, a real love for it. So right. Um, yeah, I do. Like, I really be feeling like just the state of rap, not even just now, but just how, like, when I grew up listening to rap, um, I just love the fact that you can use this to tell a story, you know, any kind of way. It doesn't have to be the most articulate way, but... Just the fact that you can tell, yo, yo, peace. I thought that I was always dope. And uh, once people started actually responding to it, that's when I was like, this is something I kind of want to do. Like, because I never really, like, I'm not going to front, like, oh, I wanted to be a rapper forever because I right. didn't. But once I saw people responding to it and I actually wrote a song for somebody, I was like, oh, okay, I, I have I have something people want because right. I've never been paid to do other things besides, you know, legal things. So, mm. Right, right. Well, I think there's also, um, I think there's kind of like misconceptions and, and stereotypes about, you know, you never really see a, a, a street dude and stylist in the in the same sentence. So how are you able to bridge that gap? And do you feel like, do you feel like people took you seriously initially or did it have to just take some time and say, hey, you know, just putting yourself on the scene and just consistently having these styles put together and then people started taking you seriously? I mean, it took its course. Um even with the job opportunity that I got being a stylist, shout out to iStyle Stars Entertainment. That's what I worked for when I was in New York. Um, Shalik Harford, he showed me, you know, things that, and not to, not a shot at our city, but just things that we'll never get exposed to, like Fashion Week and people um, that people see on TV. I was actually in a room with, you know, doing things, doing business with. So I, th- I just think on that level, it was more of, um, you know, better for me so I can't really yeah 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 speak to so when you uh, so when you approach your friends and you was like you're like yo start rocking this or rock that you know were they hesitant about I mean, it or were they you more you can ask like, any of my friends I went to a B meeting in a Louis Vuitton scarf so I've always been flamboyant went to style it's just 
I remember the first day my dad let me actually pick my clothes out. Like, I didn't even match. I wore the, uh, my dentist, my orthodontist shirt, some uh, Scott, the patent leather Iversons. I mean, the uh, suede and white blue Iversons yeah. and some Levi's. You know, just something I like. Yeah. You know what right. I'm saying? But, yeah, I, 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 I never care. Because if you don't feel comfortable, how you going to be confident enough to tell somebody else what they look like if right. you don't feel good? Right. So I just never had that uh, insecurity. Right, and right. I think that was just probably from my mom or something. Do you think that same energy transfers over to the music? You have to. I mean, this this the whole rap game is just about flamboyancy. Everybody talk. It's bravado. If you don't, if you're not, you don't think you're the best, the flyest, or whatever you think you are. What's the point? Don't do it. I mean, you, it don't necessarily be true because obviously somebody's always better, or you know, at the time, or you know, better than you at something, but. If you don't feel like that, you might as well go fucking play checkers. Right. Straight, <laughs> straight that's up. That's real. So no halftime. The way I got put on to Iman as his music is, you know, fucking with no halftime. Yeah. How did it get started? What's the backstory on no halftime? I feel like y'all niggas need like a straight out of Compton movie or some shit on, on the real. We yeah. really do. And, uh, so, so I know we can't get into the whole yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm nutshell it real quick. Yeah. But uh, first off, I just got to say shout out to no halftime. Everybody who's done everything for it and you know contributed to it but basically i started it when i was in college i called my homie wax i told him and cardell i told him the idea um cardell had got shot mm. i came back me and wax literally wax had a uh, went and bought the studio equipment and me and the homie twant ball and him recorded rest in peace twant ball we recorded in this closet <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and YG, rest in peace, YG. All four of us, we recorded in this closet and we put out, you know, just music, music, music. And we literally, we went out of town, we called people, Porkchop called people. And we literally, like, we just did everything people was talking about they was doing, but we really put our bread behind it and we just made it a thing within literally. Like, I was in college in Texas in 2005. Right. Like, by the time 2007 hit, we had 100,000 views on YouTube. Right. And it was just like that. Like, that's just in a nutshell. Like, there's so much more behind it, but it's really just hard work from me, Wax, Porkchop, and YG. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, because, like, it, it seemed like y'all just came out the gate just pushing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, was, it was this impact with no halftime. You see a lot of uh, rap camps or whatever. But it's like, damn, these niggas is moving. Like, But the thing about it, and not to cut you off, the, the, the brilliance behind no halftime is it wasn't <laughs> no one thing. Like wax and like we all, well, we all had a street credibility, so that was easily like mm-hmm. established. But we all had something to bring to the the table. Like with me with my fashion dynamic, I knew how I wanted everything to look. Like I, I knew how I wanted us to look, sound, whatever, all that. Pork chop knew how to politic with business. Right. YG was just a showman, and 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 wax had the streets like no other. So it was right. just it was an easy connection. Right, right, right. <clears throat> Do you think that credibility is what kind of leverage you guys? It's like a lot of niggas aren't believable. I mean, I mean, yes, us because it's believable and people actually know us. But in this day and age, no, because I mean, you could type on the internet and say you're from wherever, and now and and then they're just like us again. Right. Right. So it's like if you actually don't know or we don't bring you the issue. I mean, that's not even what it's really about no more. Because if you know, you know. Right. <laughs> that's that's just what I'll say. Right. <laughs> if you know, you know. What? 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 So you or go ahead, bro. I was going to say, so, um, you know, unfortunately, you, you have lost some friends, and not just from the streets, but also from uh, just, like, health issues. Do you think that that's also uh, made you realize or at least opened up your, your eyes to men's health and black health and 
and just making sure that you're at least getting into the doctor because I think especially as black men we don't we don't go to the hospital we don't uh you know, like for me like I probably started getting physicals like maybe yeah like four years ago but mm. before then it was probably easily like 10 years before I even went to the doctor because you know I never got sick or or it makes me scared to know what's wrong with them mm, yeah no that's, that's definitely it like uh, like me and Wax would always talk about like we t- I mean I, not nothing I care to share but <laughs> we talk about shit on the phone all the time like nigga did you go to the doctor like, I mean not like no niggas ain't got no diseases right, but, right. But, like you know just on some like you said check your shit you know like cause people be afraid to get prostate exams cause it just be things that you don't know that lead up to other right. health issues so yeah I definitely and just to put myself like, out like that cause I'm um, working with Boys and Girls Club and I'm gonna start a um you know, outreach program for because I have sarcoidosis. Mm-hmm. It's an inflammation of in your white blood cells, and like it, it affects my weight and just a lot of other things that people don't think. So people may see my weight fluctuate and think I'm just you know like niggas be like you eating and like yeah I am, but <laughs> it's also because of you know just health things. And if people don't talk about it, you won't know. And it's common in the black community. So right. Right. I mean, I do you know like to speak about shit like that. Yeah. Real talk, yeah. I I found out like a couple of years ago that I had high cholesterol. I was like, yeah, it's serious. I'm and like, I'm not obese, so how do I have high cholesterol? My homeboy in Dallas, rest in peace. He just passed away. He was 32. Uh, um, you know, he just he had high cholesterol and just had a heart attack. Wow. So it's definitely serious. Right. Another common thing, bro. Like not to dampen the whole shit, but it's a, it's a it's a trend of RIPs whenever mentioning the homies and shit. Um. How do you use those tragedies and those times of hardship to keep pushing forward? Because a lot of people would just say, fuck this, from all aspects. Um, that's just another thing with being true with yourself. Because if you really care for that person or that loved one who who unfortunately passed away, um, you have that bond with them and you shouldn't feel like you have anything left unsaid. Like, I see a lot of people unfortunately use RIPs and hashtag for likes and I'm not with that. Right. Um, if you really care about these individuals, reach out to their families, uh, reach out to their kids if they have any. Reach out to the people who need the help that ain't on the internet. That's more uh, impactful to me because it's just, right. it's like you said, it's trendy. Yeah. And it's just, and it's not nothing's trendy about losing a life like that shit's serious. And like you said, it's unfortunate that I've lost friends to health or gangbanging, and mm-hmm. and that shit's not a joke on any account. Right. Right. Straight up. Back to music. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel you are overlooked, underdog, unappreciated in the music scene right now? Out here? Or just in general. But we could talk about out here, too. Shout out to our listeners in fucking Bangladesh or wherever y'all niggas is hearing from. Uh, hey, straight up. <laughs> but I, I think it's this thing. Like, it's, it's this cloud over Iman's name for some weird reason. Well, then you speak to that, then. Let's yeah, talk about I'm, that. I'm, I'm and then I'll tell you my yeah. piece. I'm, I'm going to bring it up from a consumer's end, and I want you to tap into it. Sweet. So... A lot of people out here, I'll say out here because we'll talk about Denver right now. Mm-hmm. There's like this driving factor. I don't even want to say like the powers that be or whatever. But it's obvious that shit is clicked off mm-hmm. in the city. People see that. It's, it's, it's apparent. And certain niggas get pushed that don't deserve to push. Certain niggas don't on the reverse end. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. for some reason, when it comes to Iman, it's just like... I, I don't know what the vibe is, bro. Like, we'll fuck with your music. We like that shit. You know what I mean? Like, on all the platforms we've had, we played your music. But it's like you say, you mind. Like, you're not, you're not seeing your mind getting booked on these shows that other niggas is getting booked on. You know what I mean? So, is, I don't know what the stigma is. Is it a personal situation? 
Yeah. Is it something? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out. That's why we want to ask you. What do you think it is? It's all of that. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, like I said, me, we've had personal conversations about this. My numbers ain't like one thing you can't lie about is numbers. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, that's why I'm so thankful for y'all giving me this platform, no matter mm-hmm. how long it took, because <laughs> I'm about to be on Hot 97 in a couple weeks, and it's like. How can I go to the second biggest radio station in New York, which and y'all already know what the New York platform means, right, yep. to not even being acknowledged in my town? Right. <clears throat> I saw something. I'm going to go back to what I'm saying, but I saw something this girl said on Instagram the other day. She said, Denver got, and she's from Florida. Right. She said, Denver got the same 5,000 friends, and they all hate on each other. Mm. <laughs> Swear to God. That's and this is somebody from another state. Yeah. You feel me? So, yes, there is. Because everybody knows who books the shows. I've said it in my music, and I'll say it again. The Ben Marches, the Johnny Schumans, um, not so much the uh, Francois anymore, because me and him is have have had conversations, but it's the same powers that be who have these influences. And, of course, we've had, like, y'all know my history. Yes, um, I may have used some scare tactics, and not even scare <laughs> tactics, because I was serious <laughs> as fuck when I told you, yeah. this is what I'm going to do. And they, you know, question that. So, of course, you know, they felt some type of way, but at the end of the day, this is my business, and I never would jeopardize business trying to prove a point like I'm a tough guy, because that's stupid as fuck. What I'm trying to prove to y'all is that in any other state, we would be first in line. We would eat first. Like, it just just don't make sense to me. Like, all my records sell. I've done major features. I have major DJs hosting my tapes, and... I can't get booked in my own town because you personally don't want to hurt your friend who you drink with every week's feelings. That's mm. corny to me. Mm. I don't y'all know I don't go out every week, so that's a problem. Right. But I have to get money in real life, so I don't have the comfort and luxury of going out every week. That's mm. real. So you know, I mean, I could keep going, but yeah, ask, no doubt. Ask me, ask me more, so I can tell you more. No doubt. Yeah, it's, it's I want your perspective because, like, our whole thing is, you know, we talk to you, not about you. For real. And so I want the insight on that because it's an apparent thing, but it's like nobody ever says shit. So, but I'm saying, like, okay, even with y'all, like y'all, I mean, and I'm not saying like y'all should because it's not y'all job to make y'all show about me. Right. But even you know, when I drop records, so you've seen something. How hard is it to be like, hey? I know we got this out, but on a, on another note, y'all ain't hurting mine at all. Nobody right. cares. Right. Y'all don't want to put them on the show. Like it just takes little shit like that. Just like how I, because I mean, obviously I, you know, hit up both of y'all because yeah. I want to come on the show because I love what y'all are doing. Right. But just like it takes for me to reach out to y'all, post my shit. Right. Right. No, that's it's, real. No, nah, we definitely real. rock with y'all. Right. I know when we did the. Uh, when we first started doing the uh, Life is Dope Select, check us out on Apple Music and Spotify. Right, we definitely on title. Yeah, so we've yeah. definitely thrown some of your music on there on the playlist yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that too. Thank y'all for that. Yeah, and I mean with us, it's me personally. I'll say this: I stopped trying to. I almost say show love, but I, I'm real particular about the shit I promote on social media mm-hmm. because it opens the floodgates for all kind of other shit like. When we ask niggas to be on the show, like, it's kind of a rhyming reason behind the shit. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, you got something to promo this week, or maybe this is the topic, and you kind of fit that, blah, blah, blah. But once we get to, niggas feel like they know us. You right. know what I mean? And so once it's like, all right, now everybody feels like they come on the shit when we kind of got tactics to how we do it. Definitely. So it's like, all right, Amon ain't on the show, but we play Amon's music. And then there's so many rap niggas, particularly, 
Yeah, like, but if, you have a soon as yeah, as soon as I start sharing one nigga shit because I like it. It's, oh, but you didn't share my shit. And so it's like, damn, I just ain't going to share shit then. Because y'all niggas, you know what I mean? But that's neither here nor there. So, heavy as heavy the head. I see the crown. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, but yeah, that's, and that's, and that's, like, unfortunately, that's the power of influence. Like, you got to be particular about the shit that you do. And that's why we got you here right now. Because it's obvious. Like, I've never seen Iman highlighted on local media. Uh, and there's shows that your vibe would fit. And I don't see you on them shows. And so... I'm like, did this nigga like just And here's another smash thing about everybody, that. baby mama or some shit? Like it gotta yeah, be some shit. That's it. <laughs> oh well, damn. But okay, there we go. For real. But check it. Another thing to that, like, and that's another thing. I have had these accolades, but they continue to get swept under the rug. Mm. I'm not gonna like, you know, cause this is not an assassination on any rappers out, because that ain't my job, but I've seen people do less than I have and they do one show and they'll get praised like they fucking open the Grammys, mm. and I've actually done shows that held clout with people, and people act like they didn't even see it in our town. At that, you know what I'm saying? So it's literally, uh, it's like I, it's, it's like Cheers out here. Mm. If every like everybody knows my name, but at the same time, it's like I'm like the guy in the back of the bar who who just gets. I'm like the angry rapper who just gets the beer by himself. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like. And everybody's drinking together at the bar, you know, clicking and like, hey, yeah. So that's like, that's the feeling. Yeah. But I don't owe nobody nothing because at the end of the day, this is a sport of who's the best when the best is supposed to be the best. Right. <laughs> Not, hey, can we high five each other? I mean, of course, if you're dope, I'm going to always acknowledge you, give you your props because I'm not a hater. But I'm not in here to dick ride. Right. And if you're talking about shit that you're not really living and you're getting kudos for it, I'm not with that either. That's corny as fuck. Like Denver, let me just say this real quick. Denver's the only state where you can <laughs> make your own, you can create your own narrative. Mm. And it and it be true though. Like not even the fact that you just say it and people be like, okay, whatever. But if you actually say it, people believe that shit. Right. And they know you. They're at the club with you, drinking with you. They know your baby's mom. They like they know she's hurting. They know all that, but they ain't even go, like tap into that with your rap. But I feel like I'm the only rapper who gets held accountable for what he says. I mean, no halftime period. Yeah. But that's why we that's why we move how we move. Right. Because I'm not gonna never not be what I be on. <laughs> the real shit. So you use it as fuel. Every time, because I see too much fake shit. And then when people, these rap dudes and, and people who not but are associated with the culture come up and see me, they feel uncomfortable because I know they speak about me. Like you said, you speak about me, not... Speak to you. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like people be speaking about me, not to me. Right. Mm. And then when I see them, it's like awkward as fuck because you know I'm going to say something. And then I'm painted as the bad guy because I chose to call it out. Like, how am I bad when you just assassinated my character? Mm. But I'm defending myself. Right. So that's a, that's all it be because I'm not a bad guy and I'm not mad. Right. I'm just I just know it's right. And look at my stat sheet. Yeah. From the time I fucked with quote to DJ Ski to DJ Absolute to Wax fucking with uh, DJ Michael Five Thousand Watts to everything we've done for the town we've I mean from Mitchie Slick to I mean we've got names that we could pull out any kind of from region to region mm-hmm. and we still get looked over like we just made this shit up. We're the richest crew. We're the Death Row Denver. Right. Mm. For real, for real. Damn. Mm. That's, that's the title of this episode. Death Row Denver. <laughs> I mean, but we are, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so and they, and so with that, like, though, does it does it ever just be like, man, 
we got to move around. And I mean, not to say that you're not already moving around. But like, what happens is, and I tell this to a lot of cats out here, like you get in this incubator of being caught up in all these people knowing you and you feel like you got clout amongst this circle. But who knows you? When it's really a fishbowl, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want any of us to get that mentality. Like, we get out this motherfucker and just Check never... this shit out, though. This will blow your mind. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is like high school again. When you like when you get into this entertainment industry, all this shit is, is I went to East High School. Yeah. That shit had 2,500 students. Yeah. And I was the shit there. Right. So, all this rap shit is, and this club shit is, like, I, I've been in the club since I was 17. We used to have Bottle Wars, Ask Diallo, Ask mm-hmm. Kevin Kane, Ask Francois. Mm-hmm. We was really spending money with the Nuggets, been getting bottles. Right. So, all this rap shit is now is high school again. And all the people who are begging for popularity are niggas who never been cool in high school. Mm. We're, we <laughs> like, that's why I don't be at the club every week. I don't need that. I don't care if these little kids don't know me. I'm yeah. grown as fuck. Out right. here really trying to, I got bills, a mortgage, buy the house. Really Big facts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's different for me. These, right. these niggas is out here searching for them likes. We could, I showed you my fucking shit. Like, yeah. I'm out here getting streams. That's yeah. all I care about. Right. So with that, that's a good segue into popular popular loser crew. Yeah. Uh, how did that come about? Because uh, just at the time, me and No Halftime just had a. Um, I wouldn't even say it, we we were just uh, moving different directions musically. Mm. Uh, Wax, I just felt could take more control, and he just you know was bossing up, and I just like just how me pork chopping him move. It just was better for our whole team that uh. You know, they took control of no halftime, and I just did what I had to do to Popular Loser. Because I don't make, I make all different kind of music, and I write music, and it's just, uh, like, we have different entities within Popular Loser Crew. Right. So it was just the freedom, um, and without the name association, because obviously there was a stigma with no, no halftime. So it's just a um, branding thing. Right. But it's no love lost. It ain't no, like, we don't fuck with each other or none of that. It's all the same umbrella. An extension, pretty much. Yep. So it's just a subsidiary. It is money. Yeah. You've also had some collabs with, uh, there was the group Red Dot. Yeah. Uh, what happened with that? Didn't want to get money, and we just fell apart. Straight up. Okay. All right. I mean, I ain't going to bash him. Yeah. Shit, look at me, look at him. That we just That's it. Next question. <laughs> so, so as far as with uh, with Kanye, I wanted to follow that back up. Yeah. Uh, what was some of the best advice that you got from him? Did you get any advice from him? All right, so here's the story, the real story. Okay. I met Kanye. My homeboy T-Rex, he's a singer. He was life's backup singer. He said, there's Kanye's ba- um, security. I, I got introduced. I was with Cuba Gooding Jr. We were having drinks. Uh, right. Flex, flex. Nah, true story. <laughs> so we went over there, and uh, I tapped Kanye on the shoulder, and uh, I mean, actually, Cuba tapped him on the shoulder, and he was like, "Hey, come over here with us." But I asked him for a picture, mm-hmm. like just on some groupie shit. I can't even cap, just because I was just happy to be there. Right. And uh, so Cuba was like, "Hey, come over here with us," and then he was like, "Yeah, all right, for real." But I'm gonna just take a picture with my man real quick. And then uh, so he took so he took the picture, and then we went back to the section, and thanks to Shalik. Shalik, the dude I was working for, mm-hmm. we were doing a, a, a fashion um, show, like just a whole little event that night, and he was just telling me, like, uh, he said, this is all you? I said, nah, my man Shalik put it together. I'm just, you know, his assistant, basically. And he said, uh, hey, man, you ain't always going to be somebody's assistant. He was like, remember how this feels? Mm. 
and he was like, remember when you want an assistant? So I think that was like the best thing he's because I really took that like you know I do want one like <laughs> nigga, yeah, yeah. I mean not like to tell somebody what to do but the fact that we have a, a you schedule wanna, you want to be that busy yeah yeah the fact that I have to delegate responsibility just to know that you know it, it just resonated with me that I'm like you know even though we're in a party there's business still being going on and I right. think that just stuck with me so, mm-hmm. so I mean we didn't say like. Nothing like, hey, I want to be your best friend or nothing like that. But that little gym just, I caught on. Are you still able to relate to him now? Because I think right now, everyone, More than ever. everyone's kind of looking at Kanye like, <laughs> yeah, yo, this yeah. dude is losing his mind. <laughs> right. He's like on some other shit. And I think now we're kind of seeing who are the real Kanye fans and who are just... But that's a, that's another thing about preference, what we were just saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People are going to look on the internet and see what the temperature is. And if everybody don't like Kanye, guess what? I don't either. Right. But I went out to, you know, risk my sales saying I'm calling my album the old Kanye. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just because, I mean, even if you don't like him now, I felt like there was some adaptability because everybody grew up on that way. Mm-hmm. Well, from my era, at least. So, I mean, people just go with whatever they think is cool. Yeah, I don't, man, personally, y'all know how I feel about Kanye. I think he always been my favorite artist. And back in the college dropout days, I still play that shit. Yeah. Musically, like, I, I fucked with Kanye a little harder uh, back when I'm trying to produce and shit. He was influencing me in that way. But now, more so than ever, I'm influenced by Kanye because it's like, all right, the world is calling this dude crazy. And he's really, the niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's expressing Impacting himself culture. for real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he's From, really making change. Like, when nobody, like, when everybody was bashing Yeezus, like, if you really listen to, like, Yeezus' album and really think about what he was doing, the nigga was, like, putting emotion through sound. Bro. Like, it sounded how he was thinking. Nobody he hasn't done fell that. off since 808 and Heartbreaks. Yeah, if you really so, think about it, if it anything, impacted culture all the yeah. way from then. Mm-hmm. From shoes... So the uh, holy clothing that people act like they don't want, but they'll still go buy in the cheaper version. Everybody catches up on it years yeah. later. Man, I'm telling yeah. you, it's he's he's done more than people think. Right. He's literally like I mean, he goes on his rants. People don't know how to uh, absorb it. But if I went on here right now on this podcast, someone's like, "I'm the fucking Picasso of Denver." <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> niggas would be like, "Blood is tripping." Yeah, we right. look at but, you crazy. But, yeah, but if but, I really but start if the producing, really feel that way, and then you start seeing the results, it's like you can't argue that. And that's one thing about Kanye: you're gonna see the results every time. Yeah, mm. so I'm gonna be taken away from that, man, for real. So, what do you think is the hardest thing about being Iman S? I mean, it ain't even about me because everybody got the same struggles. It's about adapting, like. I think the hardest thing about being me is just, <laughs> you know, being a black male. And you know what that's like. Straight you up. do too. Straight up. I mean, like, it ain't really about a me thing. People think I'm self-absorbed because I do get dressed every day as polite and, <laughs> you know, uh, show my watches and shit like that. But the thing about it is... You're telling us about the Audemars. Got one. But it's just a, <laughs> it's just a motivation thing because I've seen these things from other people and I didn't get mad and I didn't get disassociated. I got motivated. So why would I do it? It's something different. Right, That's right. just a. What you think the biggest misconception is? That I'm just uh, obliterantly cocky and I don't have any uh, merit to my madness. Mm. But every time I say something or do something, it's well calculated, or I just mean it. And if I'm willing to spaz on you like that, just now nah, I'll fuck you up for real. Right, <laughs> right. It's, it's passion behind it. Yeah, it's, right. it's not like a friend or nothing. Cause I don't, I don't. Have, I don't owe nothing to nobody. When I go home, I don't like. I don't see you. I don't see you. I don't like. I be home 
with who I be with, and that's what we do. Like, right. it don't be about the crowd. You right. know what I'm saying? Because they don't give a fuck anyway. That's real. So the current album is out now, Sax. Because you might see me there. Good DJ. There's two, <laughs> hey, and there's two I versions. I like the consistency in the branding, too. And there's two versions. Yeah. You'll see one, it's a double XL cover, all red. And then there's another one, we pay homage to the Biggie and uh, Puffy cover. And mm. it's me and DJ Absolute. One of the biggest DJs in the world. Don't act like y'all don't know. <laughs> what, is the, uh, what is the biggest takeaway from the Sax album? What is it that you want people to understand when they're listening to it? Uh, honestly, that I'm just coming into myself, finding myself musically. Um, I understand how people want to make party records and shit, but we're all artists and we just... Like, these, these records are expressing our vulnerability. If you don't really understand everything, it's okay to ask because that's what they're there for. This shit's just real. Like, when people say real music, but it don't be that real story. Niggas be fake drug dealers, fake pimps, fake whatever, but mm. everything I talk about, I be um, just on some fly shit. Why? What's, uh, last question, what's one piece of knowledge or advice you will leave with the world? Same thing my dad told me, do it right the first time. Mm. Well, damn. Niggas had to <laughs> like, no, yeah. You had to absorb that one. Really. Mean, it's very simple, but do very it right profound as well. Time. Straight up. Uh, as far as social media, how can people uh, catch up with you? How can people follow you? At Iman's Dope, I-M-A-N-S-D-O-P-E, on everything, because you already know I am. Look right, at my right. shit. <laughs> Where can we get the album? It's on all streaming platforms? Everything. Yeah. It's on Cricket. It's on, <laughs> it's on <laughs> Metro PCS, Spotify, <laughs> motherfucker, whatever you got. It's on that thing. Yeah, yeah, shit. Hey, man. but let me just say this, too. What's up? Y'all have to look for it sometime. It could push it, hit your refresh button because Iman uh, Shumper and Tiana Taylor, they've been uh, taking up my search engine lately. Uh, but uh, I'm on there. So I need y'all to stream me and look, click on me. We're the dopest thing out. My nigga Wax got a project coming out. I got a project coming out. We ain't fucking with y'all. Hey. Yeah, yeah, man. What's shit? We appreciate you, bro. Let's make some noise, my man. My ass. Like this dope podcast on the feed. And I'm David. Script. You guys say we out, man. Oh, yeah, we out. <laughs> <laughs>